Oh my gosh. We're live now. Yeah. Hey there, everyone, and what's going on? Welcome to episode number one, uh, 116 of the TXR podcast, the best place on a Sunday night to kick back and listen to gaming industry talk. I'm your host, Invader, and we've got an exciting show planned for this evening. Loads of news and topics to cover from across the games industry. But first, let me introduce tonight's panel. Joining us tonight is a really cool guy, a lover of all things gaming, and a self-professed Cowboy Bebop fan, a member of the spectacular award-winning Gamertag Radio. Please welcome Paris. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. I am looking forward to this episode uh, because there, there's been some good stuff that's been happening the last couple of days in the world of Xbox, so I'm excited oh, yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, buddy. <clears throat> absolutely absolutely well yeah we're delighted for you to come on this evening um why don't you tell us a bit about what you do and your podcast so gamertag radio um we are entering our 15th year i believe the 15th anniversary is on the 15th of february i, I believe i could be a little slightly off on that but we're in our 15th year gamertag radio uh danny pena aka godfrey um, he's been the mastermind behind this from the beginning. One of my big inspirations to get me into podcasting in the first place, I used to listen to Gamertag Radio back in 2005, and I'd watch him spam up the Team Xbox forums back in the day, saying, hey, come listen to my show. And uh, I, I used to listen, became a big fan, decided in 2006 I wanted to do my own podcast because I saw Danny and another friend, Chris Palladino, they were at an Xbox event up in redmond and i was like oh my god you actually can go to events for this this is amazing i, I want to do this so um i reached out to danny and chris and after a few weeks they got back with me and uh kind of helped me on my own path to start podcasting i used to do a podcast back in the day called uncle gamer radio i did that from 06 until 2011 and um, my co-host at that time, um, he took a job at EA. So I decided to retire because I was like, hey, this has been a good run. Been able to go to E3 and see all these amazing things, meet, meet all these amazing people in the industry. I'm good. I'm content. So I retired. And uh, Danny and I had been friends just through the entire thing because he'd always been a great friend and would help help me out. We, we'd work together, E3, things like that. And um there was Bioshock Infinite came out in 2013, right? And mm -hmm. I was a big fan of that game. And they asked me to come on because they were doing like a review of it. So I came mm -hmm. on to do the review. We had a great, and again, I'm friends with all these people, right, over the years. So, so it was a very comfortable thing. And uh, did the review. They got a lot of great feedback saying, hey, you should have me on more. And I, I remember it vividly. I was in Sports Chalet with my son, getting him some shoes or something. And we're literally on Facebook. Um, someone said he should be a, a co-host on there and i was like well maybe i should and then danny and pete pete does the other co-host gamertag radio was like well why not and i decided to join i even remember saying now i can't guarantee i'm gonna be on every week only when i can right and uh i've been on ever since i've probably not missed one or two episodes ever since <laughs> since 20 since 2013 so i've been a part of game and tag radio since april of 2013 and yeah it's it's been a great ride and um we've we've had some amazing opportunities over the year covering games going to e3 getting to talk to a lot of these big big execs out there you know with these gaming companies it's, it's been a blast man so i'm um, very appreciative 
I'm just thankful for all the opportunities that we have. And that's that's what we do, man. We, we talk gaming two times a week. It's a lot of fun. Well, you, you guys are the legends in this business, man. We're like this, like you are what we aspire to even like to just even scratch the surface of what you guys. Are doing. But here, here's the advice because this is the advice Danny gave me 15 years ago. So this is the advice that I pass along to anyone that says that you're doing it right. Just keep doing it. The only way you get better is reps. You got to right. you just got to keep doing it. And Southbound, I call you the Emerald King because every time I look up <laughs> at an Xbox event, you there. I got a reason my way in somewhere. You exactly. Know but but that's my point. You grind. You grind, my brother. And I, you know, you and I have obviously <laughs> talked a lot offline. You you're always grinding. You're always hustling. I have, I have much respect for yeah, that. Sure. And and that, that's oh, what yeah. you do. So you as long as you keep doing that, man, you, you guys will go far. So much love to that, man. It's just keep doing exactly what you're doing right now. That's the best advice I can give. I'm and definitely you know taking notes because I'm new to this game. I'm taking notes. No, <laughs> hey, hey Pedo, I'm glad you brought up Chris Paladino because I remember him, man. And, and uh, you know, like my first foray into like the Xbox world and everything, that's when Chris was still working at Xbox. Yep. And and then when he got let go, it was like it, it, there was so many people that got let go at that time. And it was it was like devastating because it was yeah, such a, it, it was uh, the company wide let go. Yeah. And, oh, my God. Yeah. Like you said, a purge. And it was just like. It was crazy. I felt so bad for him. So yeah, whatever he's it, doing right now, shout out to him. Yeah, I mean, he, that, that's my brother, man. And again, him him and Danny were the people that got me into this. And it was ironic because shortly after that, that's when he took the job at Xbox and was on Gamerscore blog. He was definitely a big help for me early on because he invited me to my first event up there at Redmond. It was the Crackdown event mm. um, that they had. And it was like the Halo 3 beta and all that stuff. But um, he helped me out a ton back in the day opened up a lot of doors for me and then yeah when he got let go in 2009 um i was not happy <laughs> to say the least but um yeah. good yeah. good dude him and his wife are, are awesome great people man and they're, mm-hmm. they're still doing their thing all right fantastic fantastic well i'm gonna introduce the uh the regulars of the show jeremy uh ready to chat with our buddy paris tonight yeah, Paris, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. You know, I started following you uh, early. I mean, it was it wasn't it was probably recently 2018 when uh, CD Projekt Red introduced their first uh, cyberpunk gameplay. You remember, yeah, but I yeah. vividly remember your reaction coming out of the room and you're just your jaw was dropped to the floor and you came out of the room. And but you made an impression, I think, your personality and passion and energy, which, you know, made me watch what you were doing, obviously. But I think we're both uh, similar in a sense that we love gaming and we're extremely passionate about, uh, you know, the people who create. So thanks for coming. I, I, on. No, I appreciate that. And I'll just say real quick, um, all, all the love goes to Danny Pena, Godfrey, for that, because it was yeah. his idea um, when I went to go see that that cyberpunk uh, demo to act because I had no clue they were doing this. He was like, let's record his reaction. So (laughs) that was literally my genuine reaction um, when I did that back in 2018 and it went viral. And I mean, it's, it's just blown up since then. I mean, even the reaction that happened at this previous E3 went viral as well. And um, yeah, it's just been amazing. I'm super excited for that game when it comes out. Yeah. All right. Southbound, the zombie slayer. How's it going, bud? The Emerald King. 
<laughs> the damn rookie. Nah, you know, we were playing some World War Z last night on Xbox, and, uh, you know, Jeremy flaked out on us so early because he had to go memes, but we had a good time last night. I was, we were tearing up some zombies. Nice. But, yeah, you know, just uh, I was really excited to talk to Paris. And, you know, cause like like he said, you know, we talk every now and then, you know, behind the scenes. And we see each other at events and stuff. It's always love. And so I just I appreciate you taking your time to come in here and, you know, bullshit with us. Can, can I say this one thing just real quick? I, I know I keep jumping in every every time, but th- this is the best impression that I have of him. I forgot. I forget which year of Xbox this was. Like I didn't even have an, an invite to the media showcase, and and I think it was Aaron Greenberg got me in or something, right? And I'm thinking, man, man, it must be tough to get up in this thing. I roll up in there, I look up, there he is <laughs> talking to <laughs> Phil Spencer and like whoever else it was. I'm like, I'm like, get this some junk right here. I'm like, see, I'm trying to be you. That's what I tell him every time. Well, well no, it's crazy you. because you you say that because uh, Peter was in there. And and I asked, I go, hey, where, where's Paris at? And he was like, I don't know. I, I was just texting him right now. He's supposed to be here, this and that. And uh, you know, and like so five minutes later, he come walking. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah. come on. <laughs> you know, you know how it goes. It's all about who you know, not where you're at. Exactly, hundred percent, man. <laughs> totally, totally. Megatron, hey bud, how are you doing? Yo, yo, I'm doing fine, man. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. Great Sunday. We got Paris on, man. I'm ready to talk this talk on uh, uh, a whole bunch of topics man just just uh, excited for today all right <laughs> definitely definitely i love the enthusiasm i got that kumbaya going right now <laughs> yes sir <laughs> all right next up shock hey buddy looking forward to tonight's show oh definitely yeah especially go over these topics and uh yeah just to it all right, all right. And Tim Dog, hey buddy, the Xbox Warrior, are you uh, looking forward to tonight? <laughs> yes, yes, very, uh, very happy to have Vicious on. Um, great person in the community and just a really knowledgeable guy. So happy to be here and uh, ready to go. All right, fellas. Now, before we get into tonight's topics, I have a quick announcement. A few days ago, a friend of the show, Italian Clowns, the host of the Four Guys with Quarters podcast, had his family, they had a terrible incident happen to them. His wife and daughter were involved in a serious car accident, and it's a very scary situation, obviously, and it will affect them in the long term. So to help alleviate his family, there is a GoFundMe that was set up. So to help out a bit for the family financially, uh, there's this GoFundMe. There's a link in the description down below to it. Definitely check it out and consider helping them out. And it's for a good cause. Definitely help out a fellow gamer in the community. Now, we are going to transition and move on to our first topic of the evening, guys. And, hey, you know what? There's a, oh, how do I say? There's a very hot, like, topic going on right now. And in a recent interview with outlet MCV UK, head of Xbox Game Studios, Matt Booty, confirmed that Xbox games will be cross-gen for the first year after the Xbox Series X releases. He's stating that, and I quote, As our content comes out over the next year, two years, all our games, sort of like PC, will play up and down that family of devices. We want to make sure that if someone invests in Xbox between now 
and that that they feel that they have made a good investment and they they weren't committed to the uh that they were committed to them with content so guys this is something that is a bit unexpected with the launch of a new console gen coming up but you know what it's kind of reassuring now let's start with our guest on this one paris what's your thoughts on this as i've seen all kinds of takes and comments out there and i know you've been in the debates on twitter about this what are your thoughts well it's funny because um i thought i was putting out a harmless tweet yesterday <laughs> just simply saying hey i think this is a very smart move by microsoft doing this it is consumer friendly and it's going to allow people to upgrade to series x when they're ready to do it they're 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 literally giving you the entire year one from holiday 2020 to holiday 2021 you don't have to worry about getting series x right so whenever you're ready there might be a price drop in there then you can upgrade you can still play on your xbox one or xbox one x pc whatever you want to do it's giving you choice it's a great thing oh my god did i not realize that social media did not want to agree with me on that and there was just a lot of people <laughs> upset saying oh my god there's no exclusive games on xbox now i don't have any reason to get series x what are they doing blah 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 and just you know i interact with a few people and just really i'm just asking the question why do you think this is a bad idea and i would say the most common one was the fact that a lot of people tend to think because now that you are still developing for Xbox One, that means I'm just using Halo as an example. Halo Infinite isn't going to be the best version of Halo Infinite that it could be because it's not going to take true advantage of the Series X. Yeah. And uh, like I said on my podcast earlier this morning is I don't think people actually read the article. I think they saw the headline and freaked out because if you actually read what Matt Booty said is they're going to prioritize Halo Infinite and make sure that it is a showcase on the yeah. Series X as it mm -hmm. should be. You know what I'm saying? That that game is the most important game this company has ever made because yeah, it absolutely. has it has to hit. It has to be a hit. This is the most important year of Xbox and and I love their next gen strategy of they're giving you options. You can play on Xbox 1, you can play on Series X, you can play on PC or you could stream from XCloud. It's it's all an option. It's up to you what you want to do and they're not forcing you to have to upgrade at the start of a next a next console generation because here's the other thing that a lot of people tend to forget and here's a question that i i ask what is the memorable launch game from xbox one and playstation 4 i scratch my head because i don't know what the hell Titanfall. it is yeah, that wasn't a launch game that wasn't a launch game that's my point yeah but but you get my point is it takes time for these developers to truly squeeze the full power out of these these next gen consoles right so you're really not going to see just these amazing games that are doing something that you've never seen before till probably a couple years into the console generation so why not allow the early games to still be playable on xbox one it's a consumer friendly move so then by the time you get to year two year three of series x guess what and i'm just this is pretend but let's just say it's 4.99 at launch right now it's now it's 350 or 300 or something like that because the price has dropped on it and it's more affordable for people to pick it up. Again, I applaud the move. I like that Xbox cares more about you adopting their ecosystem, aka subscribing the Game Pass, than they do about you buying a piece of hardware. Just makes sense to me. Well, because isn't that the whole thing? They they make more money off of 
Game Pass and exactly. game sales than they do with consoles, you know. Yeah. And and I don't like if you even listen to what he said, it's gonna be like PC, and not everybody has the same PCs in the world. Exactly. I mean, you, you can go a hundred million PCs, and maybe two are the same. Come on now, you, you're app, you're just comparing apples to oranges, and you, you can't compare comp- uh, consoles to PCs or you know, and likewise. And who 100%. buys a console in the first year? The hardcore, they're still gonna buy that in the first year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting situation that popped up because really, you know, the past couple of years, Microsoft, Xbox has been talking about all the options that they've been given their consumers. This is just another option. Um, I'm curious to see what exclusives they will have around that time besides Halo, what, whatever they announce. I'm assuming there'll be more games coming. But there, there's consumer confidence, right? The Xbox One X, it's only been out for, what, uh, three years now? So to give it more lifetime, you know, it, there's a little bit more confidence there as well. It's a little bit... Uh, you know, you feel better as a consumer. There's lots of people that just got for Christmas an Xbox One X, I'd imagine. So, you know, people are just getting games still. And then there will be a huge backlog going forward. Yeah. And I think they've been saying that for years. They don't want anybody to feel left behind. I, who yeah. really thought that the Series X was going to be, okay, this is the next generation. Everybody else is cut off. Because, I mean, the last couple of years, they've been saying it straight out like, hey, Nobody gets left behind. We're bringing everybody with me. Yeah, you're going to get the best available, you know, visuals on the Series X, but you but you still be able to play it on Xbox One. Yeah, and it's funny. If you go back to the 2016 media briefing at E3, go watch the end of it. Phil Spencer basically says it right there. So that goes to show you they were thinking about this even back in 2016. There was so, a 343 dev that also said they're building a ground up for Xbox One and Series X, literally and metaphorically it's going to take full advantage of the next console. It's not right. going to be held back. Oh, you're, you're, t- you're talking about what, what Frankel said yeah. uh, on that, that, uh, that forum. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as to me, two year, you know, year two is a long time in retail space, you know, especially when Xbox has a track record of producing mediocre content at best. I mean, let's, let's, to tell it for what it is you know their games this last generation haven't been up to snuff of what sony's is so that perception automatically you know i think it kind of hinders the xbox but it's it's almost like having you know a shiny porsche and you know you you can only drive it 25 miles an hour in the school zone i mean sure it looks nice but you can't go over that 25 miles per hour i don't know if you guys remember but um you know, that movie Bad Boys in the beginning when Martin Lawrence was in that Porsche with Will Smith and he's eating that burger and, you know, he's he's asking. And he dropped the French fries. He drops the French fries and he said. Well, you know that was filmed in San Pedro, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But he's like, yeah. what do you mean there's no cups, cup holder? So he's referring to the car basically as a shiny dick with two chair, you know, with two chairs in it. And basically that's what my Xbox is going to be for a year or two. I mean. You know, that's what it kind of feels like here. But I don't know what you guys think about it. But Well, I mean, you, you just said what was the most impressive game of Xbox One launch, and you named the cross-generational game in Titanfall. So uh, I think a lot's being made here that really is kind of – it's kind of like overreaction. If it was three to four years, he said, uh, I, would, I would kind of understand where people are coming from. But you're talking about maybe – 
three to five titles that you know you could make a case that we're going to be next generation. Mm-hmm. And some of those titles are going to include Halo Infinite, which I think is going to rival anything on any console, uh, cross-generation or not, when that launches at launch. Forza, which, again, you know mm-hmm. what type of visuals you're going to get with Forza. Um, it's going to be uh, mm-hmm. amazing. And uh, like I said, it, it, third party is, is going to do what they want. They're not going to say, oh, we have to... Uh, you know, if, if a developer wants to to, to cut out mm. cross generation, they're going to do it on their own. So you're only talking about three to five exclusives in in that in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I named two of them, and uh, I don't think you really have anything to worry about those two. Mm. So, but in the same time, when it comes to third parties, they and it comes with every generation, every console generation, third parties, it takes them a two, two, three years to actually finally get the, you know, the grasp of the, the right. technology that they're working yeah. with. And then you don't see the spectacular visuals until like the third year yeah. of right. these generations. Mm-hmm. Now, you, know, what, what, you think of it this way. What third party company is going to leave behind a hundred plus million PlayStation 4 owners? They're not. They're going to keep keep making games for the previous generation. So, like you said, the vast majority of your games are going to be cross-generational anyway. So, if you have, like you said, three to five games in this one-year period that are, quote-unquote, on Xbox One and on Series X that come from Microsoft, Mm -hmm. is it really going to be that big of a deal? I don't think so. It, it honestly, it's going to be yeah. fine. People are just overreacting right now. But by the time <clears> we get to E3, they actually see Halo on the screen. They're going to go, "Oh my God!" Lose their minds, and yeah, everyone's going to be... go pre-order a series. Well, X. look what people were already losing their minds over at the Game Awards. Correct? They had mm-hmm. the they showed off the console, but everybody was talking about Hellblade too. Right. And yep. we all pretty much know that's not going to be a cross-gen game as far as I'm concerned. Like the tech that they were showing off with the facial animations and everything, that's something that looks way, 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 way off. So they're already in development for next-gen and I would assume, you know, without cross-gen support on that front. So mm-hmm. like everybody's been saying, there's only going to be a handful of games, I would assume, in that launch time uh, period anyways, like Tim was saying, Forza, probably Forza 8, I would imagine, Halo Infinite, maybe another game we don't know about, another two games, but really there's probably only a handful there. Like, honestly, how many games are released within the launch of a console anyways, right, that are exclusive? Not that many. Right. So, and not to mention, we we don't know what Sony's going to have. Just doing the same, yeah. PlayStation always has terrible launches. Like as far as games that are available day one, they're atrocious. Every single one of them. I think. Uh, I think according to like T, I forgot who it was. Let me see here. TMZ. <laughs> he said TMZ. <laughs> TMZ. Oh my god. Yeah, I forgot which one it was. I'll come back to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's just an interesting conversation, too, because people are very adamant about uh, this topic. People are almost making fun of Xbox for this, but it's it's a different strategy altogether because they're not approaching it traditionally. Right. It's like people are offended by that. Yeah, I, I think I think like Paris said, most of all, it, it's just a hot topic right now. Um, and people are, I think they're drawing conclusions without really um, understanding because when Halo hits 
and you see it, and you see it on Series X with, you know, uh, all the next gen, you know, uh, bells and whistles, yeah, bell, bells and whistles. I think you're going to be like, wow, and I don't think you're yeah. going to say, oh, that's on on Xbox One. I can't enjoy this. So mm-hmm. I, I really do feel the same way. I think once launch hits and E3, we're not going to be talking about this. It's just one of those time space. You know, gamers are just insatiable. We want you know to talk about gaming all the time, and this is the hot topic of of, uh, of the week. And I think yeah. it, I think it'll go away, if, to be honest. So I found I think it's it. Just, oh, go ahead, go ahead, and make a try. No, just, it just sounds to me like a bunch of big rage to people that just. I just, I don't know. I just see, I just feel like people just hate Xbox for whatever reason. I don't know why. So anything or any kind of angle they can mm. take, they just kind of downplay anything. I mean, I just, they just, they just go for it. You know, social media yeah. all the time, every day, you know, 24 seven. If I turn on my phone and someone, and it, a little, the slightest little bit of anything negative about, they just spin it and, and to just, I don't know, anti-Xbox or Microsoft. Well, do you guys remember the articles when PlayStation's lineup was dry and then you had the journalist being like, oh, PlayStation doesn't have that many exclusives, but they're smart by doing that. Like, it's just, you know, it's weird. It's always something. Yeah. So, yeah. like me, I, I don't mind this so much because I'm confident in their lineup. I'm actually, I'm really happy with my <laughs> 1X, to be honest with you guys. Yeah. But... I really, I really do want them to showcase the power of the console for sure. The uh, the Series yeah. X. I can only imagine because remember, there's gonna be features that we don't know about that are gonna be highlighted by the Series X, uh, whether now, it be power. Uh, go ahead. I don't know if you guys have seen, but have you seen the Minecraft um, with ray tracing? Yeah. I just saw it two oh, days ago at, C- at CES in person. It is phenomenal. Wasn't it like it holy shit? Yes. Yes, right? it's phenomenal. Yep. And I've always wanted, I said, why doesn't Xbox make a Minecraft 2? But when I see that, they don't fucking need it. And I'm like, it's like a different game. It's a different experience mm-hmm. altogether. Now, they never made Minecraft into 4K yet. They haven't They haven't done that yet, right? Wasn't it supposed to be originally a transition into that whole thing? Or Yeah, yeah they well, that was for the, the Super Duper pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that never went to fruition, but I'm interested in uh, Paris. You said you saw the you saw it. What was uh, what was? Do you know what it was running on? And and what did it take us through that whole experience? Yeah, um, I was I was at the Nvidia suite at uh, CES, so they were showing mm-hmm. off. Um, they have um, these new um, G Sync 4K monitors. Just doing the mini LED and the 1400 nit HDR. So they had a couple games running on those to kind of show it off with RTX and everything. And one of them was the Minecraft demo and it was like, a, I don't know what the processor was, but it was like a 2080 TI GPU right. that was in there. And uh, yeah, just, just the ray tracing, just the lighting and everything they were able to show off. The effects were just phenomenal. And it was Minecraft. It's like, wait, this is Minecraft. It yeah. almost looked like a different game. I mean, that's how good right. it was, which shows you the potential of what that's going to be. And if, if you guys let me talk for just one more second here, um, that's what people aren't understanding is with the next gen, that's what you're getting. Those are the things that are going to separate it from what Xbox One and Xbox One X is. The fact that you're going to have the SSD with the faster loads, obviously you're going to have mm-hmm. higher frames because of the CPU and all that, and then you're going to also have ray tracing. That's what's going to quote unquote show off what next gen is going to look like on these machines versus right. what we currently have. But 
again, just taking the Halo as an example, Halo, you can still play Halo on Xbox One and it's going to be fine. But then you're going to play it on Series X. And if you got a 4K TV with HDR and all that, it's just going to show all this stuff off visually and it's going to load super fast, obviously. That's what the secret sauce is that's going to separate it from the old hardware. But it's fine that they run on both. And that's why I don't yeah. understand people are losing their minds over this. It'll be fine no matter what hardware you have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, there's been a power narrative <laughs> since the beginning of this gen. So I don't know. Maybe uh, people are afraid of what Xbox is going to bring for next gen. But hey, you never know, right? Conversations change. It happens. But uh, moving on, fellas, we'll uh, get to another topic. And it looks like Microsoft and Xbox, they are going to have an official tagline for the next e Xbox Series X. Now, recently, a trademark popped up for the slogan, Power Your Dreams. This line was used at the big surprise reveal of the console during the Game Awards last <clears throat> month. Guys, how do you feel about this slogan? Do you think it's an adequate tagline for the next console? Yeah, I spoke a little bit about what, you know, with the the flash slogans like, you know, greatness awaits with PlayStation. Now with what powers your dreams, you know, it, it makes me think uh, you know, every kind of world you want to experience and play in, you know, the this Xbox Series X, uh, it's going to have the power to deliver on these amazing experiences and I think that's what it means, but I mean, when you guys take take some time and take a look at that minecraft ray tracing like i said it's insane and i think it's gonna launch uh with the uh with the x but we'll see so mm -hmm. no absolutely i mean it's it's definitely uh like what is it power your dreams like you know talking about when you when you see those three <laughs> words together power your dreams you know it's very it, it gets you thinking like Oh man, you know this thing must have power behind it. All kinds of raw power. You know, it, it can really uh, fulfill your dreams and fantasies uh, with you know with the games that are coming and whatnot. Um, I'm it's I don't know. I'm really curious to see uh, what it really makes me curious about the console. Whenever I I, I read that tagline, uh, do any of you guys have any thoughts on it? I, I'm gonna go on and say I, I'm not real fans of like buzz, buzzwards and phrases and stuff. Flash but, slogans. But I'm just a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, you know, I'm just the average type of person, so that doesn't you know the the, the meat and potatoes is what works for me. But mm -hmm. there is like social media where you know like greatness awaits. That's a slogan yeah. that everybody you know that that's like mm -hmm. war words. You know what I mean? That that's a that's a that's a uh, war tout. You know what I mean? Anytime there's ponies and Xbox going at it, oh, you should have, you know, waited for greatness. And it's like, oh, okay, they're using it that. So even though me personally, that don't matter to me, there is the other people that it does resonate with. And, you know, it, it could be a big deal. I, I, I think it's kind of hokey myself, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. Well, then you you look at the the Xbox One, right? I believe it was just touted. I think the slogan was the all in one, if I'm not mistaken, or beta tested in the future. I've seen that line used before. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a few I saw floating around uh, early on. But then you think about how simple it is too. Even with the 360, I thought it was mm -hmm. very it was very simple, but it it was to the point. Jump in, right? You know, get ready, jump, yeah, in, jump in, get yeah. excited. You know, it just it was to the point. 
Um, power your dreams. I, I see what you're saying, South. You know, like, you know, some taglines. It's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, it just uh, seems cheesy to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'd like jump in much better because it's just so simple. You know, just jump in. I even like Game Pass's uh, phrase. What is it? Uh, discover yeah. your, your next favorite game or something like yeah. that. I, mm-hmm. I, that's actually pretty, you know, pretty cool. But yeah, I don't know. I, I want to see the power. I want to feel the power. I don't want to talk about it, you know, or, or see, it, you know, a slogan about it. Yeah, I just think this is just stuff that they do. Like you mentioned, the Game Pass stuff. Uh, you know, they had to have that trademark because um, I believe Sony used it on one of their on PSN now, and mm-hmm. um, then yeah. they trademarked it. So this is just part of that. I think it is a little bit of a catchy, uh, catchy slogan. Um, but do I really care? Does it really change anything? No, it's just it is what it is. I care, damn it. <laughs> I think, you know, they're saying, pal, your dreams. I'm imagining myself playing that new Halo Infinite or that next Forza. And I'm like, you know, if it already looks great now, I mean, I can only imagine what it's going to look like. You're talking about powering your dreams. You're giving these developers, you're sending a message to everybody. You know, last year was it was the lack of power. Now we got everything. We got the, the power to melt your face when you see it on HDR, whatever 4K television you're playing, 60 frames per second, you're telling the developers, look, we're giving you this powerful canvas to create what you're imagining, what you what you want, what you ask for, just that that extra whatever. I'm not a tech guy. You guys know I'm not a tech guy. I'll leave that for whatever, you know, but like just that's what I get out of it. Like it's gonna it's gonna give you what you wanted. Maybe you missed out on last year. You're not there's not gonna be any kind of, you know, 1080p it's just it's, it, we, we're giving you enough we're giving you everything we can muster and go create and that's mm-hmm. it and I, and I love it i think it's, it's great power your dreams i'm all for it i'm gonna wear that damn t-shirt at e3 2020 <laughs> i'm gonna see paris i'm gonna i'm gonna take a picture i'm gonna stand right in the middle i'm gonna point down power your dreams let's go baby <laughs> let's go power your dreams yeah you know it's interesting um Again, it's just a little thing like a tagline and a slogan, but some of them can be powerful, right? Like a lot of people said uh, for the PlayStation, uh, greatness awaits. That's been theirs for the past, well, this generation. It seems to have worked for them, right? Yeah, exactly. So You know how it goes. It's one of many slogans. By the time we get these launches, we're going to have like 50 slogans for each console. You know, so by now it's just going to be a bunch of stuff, and then whatever is going to stick is going to stick. So I'm going with it, though. I love it. I love Power Your Dreams. Yeah, that's sure. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see uh, Phil and 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 soon, and I'll just ask him. Let me just let me get that shirt, Phil. I'll squeeze into it. <laughs> just get a just, just get a white t shirt and just with black magic marker with power. Your there you know what? I'll I'll do that too. Oh, <laughs> uh, this guy, this guy. What, what do you think, Paris? Like you know, come because I know you you skew more to the PC side. So what 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 do you think about it? I, I think it's fine. I mean, yeah, hey, it's it's just marketing speak. You know, they're they're trying to say, hey, power, because we're making this powerhouse machine. Power your dreams, because you know the the possibilities are endless when it when it comes to the future games that we can see. I totally get it. I'll say this: being at the game awards when that got announced, I remember sitting there watching the trailer, and no one's could figure it out. And it was kind of dead, right? I seen the videos yeah. from you know behind the scenes. It was kind of everyone's kind of talking to themselves, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, who who are we gonna see next? Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Everybody and then you see, <laughs> yeah, and then you see Master Chief, and you're like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I go. And and I was with my friend Khalif, and I go, oh shit, it's the console. 
I, they're doing it like like we couldn't believe it. Like, oh, my God, they're actually doing it here. Um, so, I mean, and then obviously you get the tagline part of your dream. So, I mean, it's fine. It, it created a buzz. It got people talking. I mean, we're still talking about it. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, they put a little bit of information out there to tease us all. And I'm sure we'll get more later this year. Let's just it, forget why they're though? saying it. I just don't want people no, to forget why they're saying it. Just, just like a couple of days before that, you know, you got Jason Schreer on, on, you know, going on saying, oh, well, they're behind the, the, the bubble and they're they're lagging a little bit. So, you know, dev kits aren't out to developers. And next thing you know, they, they're first to, to announce it. Yeah, I, I think that was maybe I think that might have been. Uh, I think that whole thing with that, that might have been by design. They might have been just trying to be quiet as long as they could. And, you know, they were trying to be, uh, you know, they weren't speaking on it, probably because they were, they didn't want, they didn't want anybody to know. I mean, uh, I heard nobody knew, even in Xbox, that, that, that they were doing this. Supposedly there was like Phil. Greg Keeley and and a few other people knew about this the, the surprise because they wanted a surprise and and my reaction was the same as Paris. I was watching it. And I'm like, what is this? I'm like, what, what's going on? And then I saw Halo. And I'm like, wait. And then I saw that the box. And I'm like, holy shit. Then the whole thing. Then my mind was blown. I was like, I can't believe that they did that. It totally surprised me. And you know, as somebody who's an enthusiast and an Xbox, a big Xbox fan. That's like my number one thing. If you can surprise me and totally catch me off guard, you did your job because most of the time we go into these shows and we kind of know, you know, through leaks or whatever, or somebody has an idea. So that one totally caught us all off guard. And and I have to say congratulations to Microsoft for doing that because they they got it. They kept their mouth shut, and, and that's what you got to do. You can't tell anybody because if you tell two people, three people, then it gets to ten people. Then it, then you get a leak and then then it's over. So good, you know what job. though, My, Microsoft's actually been pretty good the last couple of years when it comes to leaks. They uh like last yeah last E three didn't have any leaks and they, I, I I know they were shocked by it. Right, they've been better for sure. I mean from from the days when they they the had E three got leaked before. Oh yeah, yeah. what yeah. was it for the Halo Master Chief collection when the whole show was leaked well, like yeah, yeah, Rising Four, yeah. They had the whole show released on game. Oh. I think game something released the whole show. Well, it was before, funny. Uh, I remember the leaks like months, months before too, with like uh, Scalebound, and uh, they didn't know the official name of it, and Sunset Overdrive, and everything. Like there was leaks of plenty. It was almost like it was a, you know, on purpose, right? Maybe. Yeah, Matrix. Yeah. Uh, Matrix left everybody. You know, to give the whole program before he left in his helicopter. <laughs> yeah well either way i mean the slogan the tagline it's interesting i think it suits it but you know we'll see moving forward in the next couple of weeks and months once they reveal more stuff but anyways guys i'm going to transition on to our next topic and this past week we had ces the consumer Elect- electronics show and there was some interest from gamers as sony was there and they were teasing something playstation 5 related well Lo and behold, they were on stage and their bombshell announcement was a PS5 logo. So it was kind of a bummer, just, you know, a plain black and white logo that somebody could have pulled off in under three minutes. Paris, what are your impressions on uh, Sony announcing it this way? Because it kind of seems like a giant waste of time just showing a logo and nothing else personally. 
didn't surprise me at all because I knew CES was not going to be the venue that they were going to give you any real information. So, of course, it was just a mini tease because they're going to want to own the media cycle. They want it all to themselves. So they're probably going to do an event next month, as rumored, and then they'll do their full reveal, have Mark Cerny come out there, talk all about it. So, nah, didn't surprise me. The logo, in other words, Sony's just keeping it simple. That, that's the way I look at it. So, like you said, it, I won't say it's a complete waste of time. I mean, it's something that is going to get people talking. We're talking about it, of course. But, um, yeah, I, I f did not expect any information at all. All right, P, let, let's be honest, bro. You already got your invite for the event, right? No, no, no. Play, 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 PlayStation has no love for us. We don't get anything from them. <laughs> so, no, yeah, doubt, doubt we'll be attending that event. They've, they've been pretty weird with us, uh, I would say, the past five or six years. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just found it interesting, too, because the only thing they really did was announce that logo. And then they kind of pulled an old school Microsoft move, too, because they were just talking about sales, game sales, and just all these different numbers. And it was just kind of like an old Microsoft thing to do, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, but but again, I just think because there was some anticipation, I think they knew people would have some questions. So they were like, Hey, look how great we we've been the past seven years, and here's a logo. All right, see you in a month. That's pretty much it. That's what they did. I, I think the talk of the show was, you know, at least from the gaming perspective, was when Phil shared that processor chip, and the first thing people noticed was that it said that 8K on the on the 8K, chip. Yeah. And yeah, and you know, you guys remember when we had David Preen from Xbox on the show, and he we questioned him on his Twitter account. Yeah. You know, his, you know, the name he put 8K on there on his name. And what does it mean, obviously? But, you know, he didn't want to say he kept everything mm -hmm. on the hush. But I think, um, you know, it, it, I mean, it's interesting to say that. I, I know what it means. I know what it means. <laughs> you knew what it means. Power your dreams. <laughs> I was like, please share with us your uh, yeah. I thought you were gonna yeah. Knowledge. I thought you were gonna bring us some knowledge there. Make it sound with that. That's, all, well, that's like all I got. Uh, too funny. Well, I mean, I wasn't expecting very much too out of Sony. Like a lot of people were just blowing it out of proportion, in my opinion. But it was interesting that Phil did just kind of in a very random manner, just on his profile picture, place that you know the processing chip. You know, 8K Project Scarlet. You know, it was this big ass chip. You know, apparently the largest ever for a console, and it's just. I don't know. It's just interesting them dropping like these bits of information about the console. Uh, do you think we'll uh, there's going to be like little bits of uh, information dropped about the Series X going into E3? Oh, I, I expect it. I think they may even do an event right before uh, E3 just to get all the hardware information out of the way, so that when they get to E3, the focus is on on the games. Yeah, I think they're chopping at the bits to let all the specs and everything out right now. You know, what do you think? Maybe something that, something that maybe GDC possibly. You think I would say yeah. I would I would say probably mid to late May, probably before Memorial Day. You know what I mean? Well, that's what, that's about the same time they did the Xbox One, correct? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty yeah. simple. But but this time they're not going to talk about TV. TV, TV, TV. <laughs> mm. yeah. Yeah, TV, TV, TV. Oh, those words. Those are the bane for Xbox fans everywhere. <laughs> oh man. I don't think anybody wants to relive those moments. 
But no. I mean, I, I, can I just make a point? I just wanted to make a point to what Jeremy said. Uh, I, I think the 8K thing is obviously um, that's just what it's going to output. To think you're adding 8K games. Um, this is 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 not going to happen. You know, I mean, it is going to be a powerful console. Um, but if you do get AT uh, content, uh, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be much. That's just too high yeah. of a, a render to hit. But um, I think it, I think it could happen with smaller titles. You know, like indie maybe. titles. And- yeah, yeah. Here, um, go on. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt. I apologize. But I was going to say, yeah. like, like being at CES, I saw all these 8K TVs, and my first thought was, well, there's no damn content for it, so this is all pointless for at least yeah. another four to five years, right? So, it, again, my opinion, I have no no inside information. Series X and PlayStation 5 are setting themselves up for to be 8K compatible so that when there is actual Netflix 8K content, as an example, yeah. they'll be able to show it. But as far as gaming goes, like you said, very minimal, if anything. Well, it's just going to be like the the uh, the one S. You know, you you yeah. can play the UH, right. HD, but you can't do the gaming. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's going to be the yeah. same thing, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah maybe possibly. You guys think you know upscaling maybe AK? That wouldn't be like a switch to conflict. I don't know. You yeah, know, just but who's going to have AK TVs for the next you know five, six, seven years? Hey, yeah. listen, I'm telling you right now, I'm I still need to upgrade two televisions in my house, and I'm really thinking about it. So. For that one yeah, consumer that can upscale. Just, yeah. You see well, how we'll quickly see. the prices came down on 4Ks. I mean, right now you can yeah. get a decent 4K for eight... about 500 bucks. Yeah, I see. I've seen some some AK TVs that were in my price range. They are too uh, expensive. I would say hold off on the AK. You know, you talked mm-hmm. to me on the side about that because, gotcha. uh, like Paris says, it's just it's just the content. It really is is not there. It's going to be there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but uh, as far as Sony's logo, too, uh, um, I, I agree again with uh, Paris. I didn't really expect anything because it's CES. Um, it, I thought that uh, the logo was fine. And to be honest, you know, at first, like we were joking around about it, but uh, it drew, drew quite a buzz. So, you know, PlayStation mm-hmm. uh, is, is, is the, 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 you know, the brand is absolutely huge. And just doing something, you know, so little as that true so much praise and 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 drew so many eyes i mean they did talk about the likes and uh, uh, they broke a youtube uh, instagram record uh for likes and and uh, they had like something like 3 million likes on the sony youtube channel mm-hmm. uh so from from when you look at it that way it was a success i don't think you really can deny that Mm -hmm. yeah from a social media perspective yeah they were kind of exploding that way there was a lot of eyes looking at a lot of recognition you know just don't think they don't look at the analytics either because i know you know i got a couple friends on the xbox side and you know when it goes to e3 and all that they're checking all the analytics and and all the numbers and you know they're paying attention to everything so it means a lot Mm mm-hmm no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, again, within you know a few weeks, we should be getting a clearer picture of everything from PlayStation and Xbox, as Paris was alluding to. I think we'll start hearing th- about their own events. They'll have their own separate, like, proper reveal. I mean, we really don't know much about the PlayStation 5. They've only had a couple of articles out about it. They've shown bits and pieces, but they've they've held a lot of stuff close to their chest, and that's on purpose. So... 
We'll see in the coming weeks, fellas. Now, going into the next bit of news, and there's a rumor making the waves that Sony PlayStation will not be in attendance for this year's E3. Now, while Sony hasn't stated their official plans as of yet, or as far as I know, sources close to Sony are doubting that they'll be there. Even games analyst Michael Pachter said he stated that he doesn't think that they'll show up. Paris, I'm curious on your thoughts on this one. Can you see <laughs> Sony skipping this E3, considering that they have a next-gen console reveal and release looming soon? 1,000%. I can see them skipping E3. I've been saying this for years, that this day was coming, that E3 has been losing its relevance as a show, and these publishers are better off having their own events where, again, they own the news cycle. They're not competing with other companies for our attention. All the eyeballs are on them. They can turn it into a fan event. So everyone gets the fans get to go. They get hands on all that. PlayStation tapped out last year. The, all the rumors in the tea leaves are pointing to them not coming back this year. And if they're not coming back with hardware to show off. They're never coming back. And what I point to is this. EA is in Hollywood. Microsoft is across the street. PlayStation is already gone. Nintendo is allegedly minimizing their presence on the show floor as well. You know, Activision is barely there anymore. E3 has completely lost its relevance. Like, I, the only reason I go to E3 at this point is to see friends. That's it. That's my point. We get more done as far as coverage goes before E3 even starts because we go to yeah. pre E3 events off site. Actually, on the show, I hate going on a show for I'm just going to be perfectly honest yeah, with you. That right? first year, they opened it up to the public. I was like, mm. oh, God, I don't want to be here. It just it was suffocating. Yeah. And just the smell like, alone was, was oh, yeah, horrible. It, it's terrible. Like, matter of fact, yeah, what was it? Not this year. Matter of fact, you saw me, not this E3, but the year before going into E3, I saw you outside. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That was when I saw the cyberpunk thing. That was like right, right before that, because I was literally going to yeah. go do that. But my point is, it's lost its relevance. Um, PlayStation not coming back. It, it's very expensive to get sh floor space on there. So, why not? Oh my God, we're money. talking up. Yeah, we're talking oh, upwards in like a, over a million dollars just for the space alone. Exactly. That's not mm -hmm. even included with the construction. Exactly. Uh, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So, so why go? Why go? So it won't. It won't shock me at all if it turns out to be true that we're like Pactor saying that they're not going to be there, and then they can do PlayStation Experience over the summer or something like that, turn it into a big fan event, big celebration. PlayStation Five, everyone's jumping up and down, celebrating, and on the way they go, they launch their system in November because now you don't need E3 to talk directly to your consumers anymore. Yeah, and and I bring Microsoft into this because. They're really pretending that they're at E3, but they're not. And and you guys, no, they're not. They're across the street. You you go to the Microsoft Theater. It's a way better experience going over there. You can get hands on with everything. You can actually breathe. You know what I'm saying? You can get the interviews with the people you need to. It's a way better experience. So, yeah, dude, you know, I, PlayStation's not coming back. I still think it has its relevance in the sense where, you know, you get everybody in the industry together in one place. And, you know, you could build relationships and stuff like that. I think there's some still there's some positives as, as far as that goes. But, 
you know, like you said, with the whole, you know, with the way media is now and, and live stream and everything, it's just there's different ways to get the message across and get what you want to the fans right away. And I think it's starting to, you know, it's starting to be more powerful mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, you know, the latter. I think I think uh, E3's death rattle was starting to sell tickets to the public. That that was kind of the beginning of the end, from in my opinion. And you know, because I mean, if you look at the Game Awards, how many streams and views and everything it gets. I mean, it's like the second viewed content, second from E3. You know what I mean? So yeah. these these huge companies know that they can spend a quarter of what they do at E3 on yeah. a you know on their own, like like Pear said, on, on what they control, their information, everything is given out through them, how they want to present it, how they want it to come out. And mm-hmm. it's a quarter of what they have to spend at E3, and you know, and it, it keeps their fans happy. So, you know, E3 as it, as it is now, it's it's just dying and dying and dying. Yeah. Well, I remember, and I remember we we're talking on this very show um, a couple of years back when EA pulled out. I kind of felt like that was the first sign that 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 E3 is kind of losing its relevance um, when they pulled out. And I remember saying. You know, I just hope this isn't a thing where next year you start to see another big publisher pull out. And sure enough, and Activision, yeah, yes, and Activision. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, here we are. Uh, I doubt Sony's going to be there. I would say I'm ninety percent sure that they're not showing it. Uh, they, uh, they, like guys were saying, like on the people on the panel, uh, it, it, you could do it when you, you on your time, on your dime, and you could pretty much duplicate the. I mean, when you're when you're announcing a logo and you're getting that much, uh, you know, viewership and, and interaction, uh, that pretty much says it all. I, I think uh, I don't think that E3. I still think it's a great venue, and I still think that it'd still be great. But losing Sony and losing all the other companies and everyone, uh, you know, kind of downsizing, uh, you know, and 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 I hate to say this because because I. I I kind of didn't want this to happen, but I kind of realized, you know, I'm coming to terms that it, it isn't, it's losing its relevancy. And I think that this year with Sony not showing is a real critical hit to the ESA and to, uh, you know, E3. I do think that E3 will be excellent for Xbox. Uh, it's just going to cost them a lot of money. And mm-hmm. um, maybe they continue to do it next year. Uh, because they have the Microsoft Theater there, and they can get right, away. And, and yeah, they they get a great deal on their own theater, right. you know. So obviously, but, you know, even so, and, and, and we, we've talked about it with with people, and they 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 prefer the Microsoft Theater to Galen, you know. Right. Um, but like I said, I, I just when they started selling public tickets, you could tell that they're like, oh, we got to recoup some of this this revenue that we're losing on all these big companies just taking off. Because how many big companies like uh, Bethesda? EA, you know, Activision. How many more has to fall out before they just say, you know what? Well, that's that's, we, that's we not the reason. That's not the reason why they started fall. Uh, you know, selling tickets. They started selling tickets because there was demand for it, and you know, like I said, it was just a bad timing as far as the technology goes and and the live streams and stuff like that. And um, you know, it's quickly becoming irrelevant. It just it wasn't due to that particular. In a particular well, case, I, I have to say I kind of agree with South in the uh, aspect that you remember that first, and I think we all remember that first one when they sell to the public, and they had developers on their first day come in, 
uh, you know, and they had everyone come in that 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 it was the day that me and you didn't go, and because uh, it was so crowded. Do you remember when? when Weren't you guys at the beach? Yeah, we were at the <laughs> beach. Oh, yeah. But it was, it was a madhouse that day. It was, it was a, a madhouse, and then then you you know the developers though were treated on the same level as the opening public, so they were just as turned off as everyone else so yeah the developers was, were complaining there was a lot of complaints yeah, it about. was it wasn't a good thing um and they also had that 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 breach last year uh they 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 gave up uh, people's information they had a oh yes, yeah so they're in a real bad position i don't know how long e3 is going to last uh, but uh, you know, I guess all good things come to an end. I think you always have it. Just it's going to be segmented. Like Nintendo's doing their own thing with a live yeah. stream, like on Wednesday or Tuesday, whenever they release their stuff. So I think you're going to have this central, like that summer June area where the consoles kind of release their news that they want out. I hope yeah. it's just a rumor. I hope that it's just a rumor. Um, I'm an Xbox guy, but I love games, and I love also being in a place where I see the enthusiasm of everyone's faces, and they're just excited. We come together, there's no console war, we're just excited. We're happy, and just like Paris said, too, it's also the aspect of just seeing your friends. You know how we get together every year, and we have a blast, but like, I just, I don't know, man. I don't want to let go of it. I want to see EA, I mean, I want to see Sony, I want to see Microsoft, I want to see Sega, I just want, I just... I live for the experience, you know, smell or not, you know, you know, point me to the food court, you know, and I'm back inside, you know, uh, it does get a little uncomfortable, you know, so at times, you know, it's crowded and I do feel sorry for some people that are disabled that are just as enthusiastic as us. Um, and it makes it hard for them to get through, but, uh, I don't want to see it change. I don't want to see it in. I love E3 every single year and I love, the, talking to the developers uh, firsthand and seeing their enthusiasm and, you know, just, you know, they're just so excited. I mean, you guys know you, they're so excited to talk about their games and I don't want it to change. Um, um, call me old school. I know, you know, E3 never used to be for the general public, um, but I like the fact that they're selling tickets and people get to experience that too. It's like going to see a great movie, but you know, you only you're invited, but you want your friends to see you want your, you know, people just to really just get that experience. I think it's just at the very if you could do it once, you know, in a lifetime, it's just an awesome experience for me. I know people have done it and people some of it is for people that are just it's, it's work for them. But um, I do appreciate what they do and how they opened it up to the public. And um, I don't want to see it go. I just I want Sony to be there. I want Microsoft to be there. Whether it's in that vicinity, I mean, I just, you know, they do that thing, I think, at the movie theater. That's not too far from there. That uh, whatever Sony experience, I think I do. They do annually, I think, now, or the second year in a row. But I don't want to see it in. You know, I just, uh, I just, I love, you know, seeing people just happy and getting excited for gaming. Whether it's a logo, mm -hmm. whether it's a chip, you know, just, uh, I love it. You know, last, I love it. last year was the only year i well it's, it, it was nine years my nine-year run what tim the last two i went with tim and and you know obviously sal and everybody and you guys uh it, it was you got burned out at the first day you were just like oh my god and we went to the beach <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but um yeah we'll see mm -hmm. it's just interesting considering Obviously, they've been cutting back a lot the past year or so. No PlayStation experience the past year. I believe they 
they cut a, out of uh, Gamescom as well. Um, so they've been cutting back quite a bit. If they're, this is just a rumor. Again, take this all with a grain of salt. But if they choose not to do E3 again, you know, it, it's it's just very interesting where all the console makers are going. As Shock had pointed out, to Nintendo does their own direct. Um, maybe it, maybe these conferences just uh, don't make any sense anymore, right? Activision isn't doing any more EA. They all do their own things now, right? So. It is interesting times, my friend. But on that note, fellas, we're going to move on. And earlier we were talking about launch titles. The <clears throat> Xbox One had a couple of really strong ones, including fighting game Killer Instinct. And many had hoped that we'd see a sequel for the Xbox Series X release. But that's appearing not to be the case. Now, according to studio designer or a studio designer at Iron Galaxy, they have news to share this year, but it's not regarding anything Killer Instinct related. Now, guys, do you feel that this is a missed opportunity by Xbox if there's no KI in development? Because Killer Instinct, it was a very successful launch game, and I just I continually see the community yearning for a sequel for it. Well, you know, for one, I mean, name one studio that's worked on a fighting game that Xbox has, and I can't think of one anymore. I mean, you know, Amazon now, you know, Amazon now owns the company that made uh, the Killer Instinct, and uh, you know, it's just who's going to work on it. That's the thing. So it's a toss up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, it is really interesting. That's true. I mean, but Double Helix—they they weren't a fighting game studio in particular. They were just doing the odd, like you know, couple of you know, random games here and there. Who would have thought that a studio like Double Helix would get Killer Instinct? Correct. Yeah, that's true. Um, but again, it's it's very interesting situation. May they could do an internal studio. It doesn't mean just because it's not in development at Iron Galaxy doesn't mean that it's not being made by another studio. But it is curious that they wouldn't do it with uh, Iron Galaxy because I thought they did a pretty decent job. They had done both season two and season three, and I thought I thought they did a rather decent job. Uh, Paris, are you into Killer Instinct at all? Uh, yeah, I'm not big into the fighting games. Um, I dabbled in Killer Instinct back in the day a little bit, but I just be perfectly honest, I've not kept up with it at all the past few years. No. All right. All right. But that was a very important IP at the beginning of the Xbox One's launch because, you know, there was a lot of fog and cloud over uh, the launch mm -hmm. period there. And it was a shining bright spot people couldn't stop talking about how well the net code was how well it played and it it, it had such a small character roster at first so and it had it this free to play absolutely yeah it was free to play too it was i believe it was the first fighting game to have that approach to have that free to play approach and to have the uh the seasons for it yeah so so it was it was very important. It was a you know a testing ground, I guess you could say, for that kind of a format. And really, you know, there weren't any fighting games right off the bat either, besides that one. So it had room to grow and to breathe. So it's interesting that 
Iron Galaxy wouldn't be involved again, again if they found another studio. That would be uh, interesting. I don't know if anybody else here on the panel has heard anything regarding Killer Instinct, if it would no. be in development. But, you know, it, it, it would be a shame to me. It would be a missed opportunity if they didn't take another swipe at what? Killer yeah, but there was a lot of good launch launch or launch window games during that time when the Xbox One launched. I mean, shit, we had Rise and, uh, you know, we had Killer Instinct. There was just a lot of good games, and, we you know, maybe they'll come back one day. <laughs> now, you know what? Listen, Killer Instinct was was a niche title. You know, they yeah, everybody loved it because it was 60 frames and it, it ran smooth as butter. But it really wasn't like a system seller. So I no. I, I don't think that they're, they're in a hurry to bring it back right now. Hmm. And like you said, there's no there's no studio to work on it. So, yeah. you know, they, they got to find somebody to, to actually do the groundwork and, you know, make a, another game. So but I, I don't see it happening. It really wasn't that big of a game. I don't know. I see a lot of uh, fan support for it. Like, I'll admit- got, I'm Go sorry. Ahead. People got excited for that game when it came out. It was a shock to everyone uh, when it came out, including myself. I'm going to admit that I haven't put that much time into it. I got my butt kicked plenty of times, K-Mega. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I just there's time. I don't think there's no, no worries. I mean, I think... Uh, well, and that's what I, I mean. Yeah, of course, there's always going to have people wanting the game, but there's nobody really like clamoring for it you know like people would rather have street fighter mortal Kombat. you know mm-hmm. i mean if they come out with a, uh, a street fighter 6 and it's multi-plat you, you would never hear anything about killer instinct that's what that's what people want to play people were pissed off that, that uh, street fighter was was playstation only yeah, well, that would be interesting if PlayStation... I don't know, do you guys think that the uh, next Street Fighter will be uh, an exclusive again for PlayStation, or can you see uh, Capcom making it multi-plat? I think it'd be multi-plat at this point. I, I don't think we're going to see too many more of these console-timed exclusive-type deals at all anymore. I mean, it's just, yeah. you're, just, you're just throwing money away. Unless the company's going to... Th- unless Sony's backing up the Brinks truck to them, I, I don't see them doing it. And then I don't think they really did with the last one either because they, they came out with, what, a half a game? And then the other yeah. half didn't unlock until, what, yeah. three, six months later? So, I yeah. mean, doesn't seem like they're really funding too much of their, their game. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that's true. Um, yeah, Street Fighter did have a bit of a warm, uh, mil- you know, milk warm reception at first. But, uh, yeah, you know, it did get its content later on and it does have the uh, fan service now. But... You know, with regards to Killer Instinct, we'll see what happens, guys. I mean, I would welcome one. Frankly, again, I I tend to get my butt kicked in Killer Instinct. I'm not huge on fighting, but I do enjoy it. And I'll admit, I I do those ultra combos, man. I mean, there's room, there's room, there's room. South. I mean, you got Street Fighter has this thing. No, no, no. Ultra combat. I'm not a good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fighter guy. So you know, I get Mm -hmm. my ass whooped all the time. But I just, Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't see them add. You know, measuring up to the the Mortal Kombat's and the Street Fighters. You know, yeah. it's more of a you know, like it's the the the, the step stepson. You know, the redhead. You think it has something more to do because it's exclusive to the console? What if they just made? I mean, I guess maybe. What if it was a multiplat? Then you think it'd have more appeal? You think it would have more well, success? I what if it was one of those IPs? So, you know, how would you how would you guys feel then if they took that IP and they said, well, you know, we own it? Why don't we just 
make it a was a situation now where we just make it a multiplayer. Put it on PC, make it crossplay. And crossplay. I mean, what's I mean? How about that idea? You know, maybe we do a poll and put that out there. And I say, I mean, I would have a problem with it as long as we keep if you people that love that franchise, but you you're afraid that it's going to go away because there's not enough there's not enough interest. Well, let's make it open it up, make it you know played on all the consoles. You know, as long as the IP is still there and it gets support and it's cross-play, I think it's a great idea. Phil, well, I, I see him having more life <laughs> doing that. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I see it. You know, it actually, you know, being viable doing that, playing mm-hmm. cross-play and PC and, and uh, PlayStation, even Nintendo. Yeah, I, I could definitely see them. You know, putting that into play. I'll admit, you know, uh, with as with regards to Killer Instinct, again, I I wasn't great at it, but man, I, I thought they had a killer soundtrack. The stuff that Mick Gordon was doing, oh man, I could just listen to that soundtrack over and over again. Probably one of my favorites this gen, if I'm being honest. Oh, you and Jeremy and your your soundtracks. Oh my god, I can't hey, I can't listen to game so, soundtrack. That and is be like, half, Oh my god, brother, that is half the experience. Come on. <laughs> I don't think he wants to I, believe I, I think you're a dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. They gave us that KI 1 and 2 as well. I got those. Those are pretty sweet to revive them. Online play as well. Yeah. Hey, Paris, are you looking forward to that cyberpunk in uh, less than four months now, man? <laughs> I think that might be an understatement. Based on that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Where's your cyberpunk jacket at? Where's that jacket at, man? I want to see that swag. I got mine. Well, it's not mine anymore. But like I did get that jacket, I was you know fortunate enough to get to that that uh that uh closed door demo, and it was awesome. I missed it. Was not to uh, not not to humble brag, but I am. I actually have two, and, and I've not because I went again. I went again at Gamescom. Um, I've ne- I never opened them. They're still in the in the pack. Now, did, yep. did you see the new one they sell at the US CD Project Red store? Uh, it's like yes, I did. It's nice, right? Yep, it is. Yeah, yeah I'll try. Excuse me. Trust me. When Cyberpunk hits, I'll be doing a lot of content on that. I can't wait. Uh, wait, yeah. was Keanu in that room you came out of? Is that what your reaction was? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was so breathless. Yeah, he handed him the jacket. Like, here you go. <laughs> High five, baby. <laughs> You're beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what would you say are your like? top four or five games this year obviously i'm assuming uh cyberpunk is at the top yeah that we know of um cyberpunk would absolutely be at the top of the list the last of us two halo infinite um and again it's rumored but it's like the worst kept secret in the world that that assassin's creed game that's coming out i'm really looking forward to that as well um I mean, that's pretty much it that we know of that, that mm-hmm. I'm excited. Like, oh, my God, I want to get my hands on. But um, I'm sure there's going to be more announcements once we get to E3 of other stuff well, that's coming as well. And I'm a big Destiny player. So whatever the Destiny expansion is yeah. going to be, I'll be all over that, too. Well, it's we'll funny, get- though, you mentioned the Assassin's Creed because Assassin's Creed, they can never, you know, cover up their leaks. Assassin's Creed always has a bad yeah. habit of, of leaking everything. It's like. You know, two years you know from now, it's like, oh, we're gonna have Assassin's Creed, you know, set in in Jamaica. It's like, oh, well, you knew about it four years ago. You know what I mean? It, it's crazy how they yep. just, they cannot put a lid on their their leaks when it comes to Assassin's Creed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yet we can't get a Splinter Cell, so we'll go figure. I know, right? Yeah. Now we're we're getting towards the end of the show, fellas. But Paris, I was curious, uh, what have you been playing lately? Like, what games have you been really uh, delving into and whatnot? 
I'm glad you asked because I um, I've actually been playing Hellblade because I was at the Game Awards and saw that announcement and saw Hellblade 2 and realized I was like, you know what? I never played Hellblade. I go, is it on Game Pass? And I went and looked and I was like, oh my God, yeah, it's on Game Pass. So I've been playing it on the PC. I'm almost done with it. It's phenomenal. I don't know how I missed this game the first time. I was, I'm sorry to cut you. Did that freak you out, that chant that she was doing when they demo, they oh showed that? Man. Yeah, it, I, I had no idea what it was. I was like, what the hell is this? So it was it was all new to me. But uh, it's a phenomenal I was, I was game. grabbing at my cross, like the power of Christ compels you. Like, <laughs> yeah. And other game, I've been I've been playing The Witcher 3 again. I always keep going back to that game over and over. So I've been kind of dipping my toe going back into that a little bit. And uh, once I'm done with Hellblade, I'm going to start up Disco Elysium. That'll be the next thing Ooh, I'll play. I want to play that. I've heard uh, very good things about that game. Obviously, it won a bunch of awards at uh, the yeah. Game Awards. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious about that. It's it's an RPG, right? Yeah, correct. It's an RPG. All right. All right. What's everybody on the p- panel been playing recently? Uh, Shock, what have you been playing? Uh, so far, I've been... Uh, well, I downloaded a lot of the uh, Resident Evils because they just finally went on sale on Switch because they were like an arm and a leg compared to the Xbox One versions. So I've been playing some Resident Evil 4, running through that. Um, shoot, can't think. Oh, Borderlands 3 I just picked up uh, with my uh, buddy that I game share with, so I've been starting through that. I think I'm level 10. Yeah, so. All right. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Jeremy, what have you been playing? I've still been playing uh, Death Stranding. I still have to finish it. I'm about probably about 20 hours in the game still like it it's a really good game but um on xbox i went back and i'm already finished the witcher dlc but i'm just running through it again just because i watched the tv show it's an amazing tv show and uh so it got me back into the witcher so Uh, paris have you seen the witcher tv oh yes it's fantastic i mean henry cavill uh just absolutely nailed it as as Geralt. absolutely that's what i'm playing Good stuff. Good stuff. Megatron, what have you been uh, playing? I know you're always into the Gears Pop these days, right? <laughs> but, uh, oh, well, Megatron doesn't seem I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. My voice muted. I slowed down with the Gears Pop. You know, this is probably the longest I've gone without playing it. And it's still a phenomenal game, by the way. Um, but, um, <laughs> What's that price been, tag? What's that price tag, buddy? Dude, I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to say <laughs> it because if someone's going to hear it on the show and then it's going to be just, uh, I just it's it's up there though. <laughs> we want them receipts, but, buddy. Nah, nah. Uh, so here's the thing: I've been playing uh, way out, a way out, and trying to catch up on this backlog. And that game is so much damn fun. I started it with Downer, and we never got a chance to get back into it. But I've been streaming it with uh, Bloody Nux, and that game is I've been having a blast with that game. So uh, yeah, a way out, man. If you guys haven't played that yet, check it out. I don't want to say too much about it. Great story, a lot of uh, great gameplay, co-op, and uh, yeah, it's been definitely a good time. A lot of, a lot of uh, surprising. And the good uh, thing about things. that game, you don't have to own it. As long as somebody owns it, they can invite you to play it, right? Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's true. I totally forgot about that game. I need to try it out. It looks like it would be up my alley. So it just don't you need a you need a co-op partner for it though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then I've been playing X Cloud. I've been enjoying that, man. Uh, I've been doing some uh, dabbling in some Bloodstain, and I'm probably about uh, maybe ten hours into that game, and that's phenomenal. On X Cloud, I'm finally just getting into things. That's going to definitely uh, be. Uh, it's going to help me out a lot with catching up with gaming. 
I would, you know, to say uh, uh, X Cloud is uh, phenomenal so far. So that's it. <clears throat> Good times, man. <clears throat> definitely, definitely. Southie, besides, uh, you know, being the mega zombie slayer that you are, what else have you been uh, up to playing? Uh, you know, I've been playing a little bit of X Cloud. Uh, I was, I was trying to. I, play that subnautica and i just i i suck at those type of games so i was just i was basically drowning every two seconds <laughs> you know it's it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to swim and you're looking at a phone screen you know what i mean oh, but yeah. uh yeah you know I, like i i went back since witcher was in uh game pass i went back and tried to play that a little bit and that damn griffin still whoops my ass so you know what the hell with that <laughs> game and uh <laughs> You know, I I, I got to go back and play um, uh, Gears. I was playing a little bit of Gears. I'm I'm on uh, Act Four, and uh, and I also got to finish the uh, Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order, which Malakos has has got me uh, pinned in the corner. But uh, yeah, so you know, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, just you know, trying to do my thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Timmy, what have you been playing these days? And Timmy's not there. You know what? I'll I'll say what I've been playing. You know, I've been hitting up a whole bunch of games recently. Halo Reach, you know, since it got into the Master Chief collection, I've been playing that nonstop. The multiplayer, I went through the campaign before, like I was saying, but still, I'm addicted to playing Invasion. I know there's only a couple of maps in there, but ah, damn, it just, it you know, going back to it, just, it feels so good. Um, And again, live. Is there a lot of people playing it? Oh yeah, there's so many people playing that. It's always packed. Like, I, it, finding a game is instant. Like, pretty much. Maybe you might wait like a couple of seconds here and there, but the depending on the time of day. But otherwise, it is good, man. Trying to find a game, it is slick. Um, otherwise, though, of course, I've been hitting up uh, World War Z last night. We had a community hangout, and hey, that was pretty good. You know, we had a few people in from the community playing with the TXR guys. That was fun. Yeah, that was um, fun. I had a good time last night. Nice. Yeah, sorry, sorry I bounced early, but I had to go to bed early, too. So, I was like, yeah, because you left, we couldn't finish the damn level. Thanks. Uh, uh, sorry. He's garbage anyway. You're not missing nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's been trashing me on Twitter. Like, oh, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> oh, man. But no, it was good. We, you know, we uh, we plan on doing more community hangouts. You know, it's fun, guys. We have a we have an Xbox club going on, TXR podcast. Search it if you'd like to join. Just hit us up. You know, you're more than welcome. And we plan on doing these, well, at least once once a month anyways. At least I'd like to. You know, it's just fun. Get the community involved. And, you know, we talk games, so let's play them, right? But, uh, oh, and I've also been delving into Jedi Fallen Order. Like, a lot of people have been talking about that game. UK Daz was kind enough to gift that to me a few weeks ago, and Man, I am I'm super impressed with that. It's his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, uh, Dazarus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Daz. Have a good one. Beer, right? But uh all right, Timmy, you back? I guess not. Well, on that note, guys, I think that about does it for tonight's show. Guys, awesome stuff tonight. And a very, very massive shout out to everybody that tuned in tonight to listen to us. Uh, guys like, hey, Fastback, we got Stain Zombie. Hey, you were playing with us last night. How's it going, bud? Jago, Stick Figure, Diego, all kinds of cool fellas. I know Starbuck United popped in. 
Mr. Kima, lots of regulars here tonight. Crazy Greek dude, others, other Zinc. Uh, who else do we got here? We had uh, Mike from NLG uh, Gaming, and all kinds of good people that popped in tonight. Thank you guys for uh, coming in. Nasty, nasty daddy, whole bunch. Uh, so if you guys enjoyed the show, then please consider sharing this out and subscribing for future shows. Paris, it was fantastic having you on tonight. You really brought a great vibe here. Where can everybody follow your content and your podcast? Uh, you can, first of all, thank you for having me again. I really appreciate you guys having me on. This was a lot of fun. You can find me over at Gamertag Radio, so GamertagRadio.com. Um, obviously, if you want to subscribe, favorite, our favorite RSS feed, you can find us everywhere. We're also on Twitch. Uh, we stream live when we do the podcast. It's twitch.tv forward slash Gamertag Radio. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, and I'm usually arguing about something over there, and that is... At, I, I wouldn't call it I wouldn't call it arguing, but <laughs> you're pretty nice about it. <laughs> oh, you should you should see the things I'll delete. Um, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, my Twitter handle is at uh, vicious six nine six. And uh, I also have a YouTube channel that I'm slowly but surely starting to build up. So it's youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Marcelo six nine six is my YouTube channel. So that's me. And, and shout out to Pete and Danny right now, real quick, because you know those guys are do good dudes. So, yep, uh, Danny and Pete, those are my brothers. Those are my co-hosts on Gamertag Radio. Like I said, you we, guys have always shown me much time. love. You know what I mean? So, like, I appreciate absolutely, you guys. man. Absolutely, that's uh, it's. And if you just give me a minute here, I'll even just say for you directly, man. I mean, you've you've always been cool to us over the years. It's always a good time when we run it run into you at an event, man. And absolutely, it was it was my honor to be on the podcast today. I really appreciate the invite. Yes, sir. Thank you. Awesome. Well, hey, we'd certainly be delighted to have you back on at some point. You know, that offer is always open. Um, but yeah, again, thank you very much for being here this evening. Now, on to the other panel members. Hey, Southie, great stuff uh, during the show. Where can people follow you? You can find me on Twitter, at Southbound110. You know, I don't tweet. I don't tweet as much as I should, but uh, you know, because I, I don't like to get in arguments. Like we were talking about last night, like, people like to argue and fight. And me, I'm just like, eh, to hell with all that. So you know, if you got, if you want to talk or just kind of just say what's up, holler at your boy at Southbound One Ten. Definitely, definitely. All right, Jeremy. Hey, always a good night when the downers in. Where can people follow you, bud? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Lone Master Who Zero Seven. Uh, you can also find me on Xbox Live. At, in my Xbox Live tag name is Downer J, Downer Space J, and that's it. All right, of course, Megatron, buddy. Hey, good stuff. Of course, glad to have you uh, here tonight. Where can everybody follow the Megatron? As always, you can hit me up on uh, Twitter, Megatron underscore one nine seven five. Hit me up on Xbox Live, Megatron one, and uh, even on Mixer. If you guys are around and want to watch me uh, stream a little bit there, I'm trying to get into that. Um, hit me up. And uh, Paris, thank you again for coming on, man. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Of course. Shock Buddy, hey, good chat tonight, as always. Where can everybody follow the electric fella? <laughs> nice. I haven't heard that before. Um, <laughs> now you can find me at, uh, at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on uh, Xbox Live. And yeah, thanks again. Paris has been 
I think I've been watching your guys' stuff since uh, back like 2012. So it's been, <laughs> it's been kind of cool uh, now, especially full circle on our show. So thanks for uh, thanks for joining. And thank you. Of course, of course. Tim Dog, you there, bud? <laughs> yeah, I'm there. Um, you can follow me, uh, xCloud Tim Dog on Twitter. I also am on Tuesday night, uh, RDX, 8 p.m. Tune in there. I'll pu- put up the posts on uh, my Twitter. Uh, thanks, Paris, for coming on. You're, uh, you're an inspiration, and you're definitely uh, a real uh, g- good job on, on everything that you do and, and um, the thousand show uh, that you're a part of. Congratulations on that. Should be a big one. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Good stuff, Tim. And of course, I'm Invader. You guys can follow me on YouTube at Invader Gaming. And I'm on Twitter, pretty active over there. And I, you can follow me at Invader underscore 1986. Guys, fantastic show. Thank you for joining. Paris, again, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a blast. We can't wait to talk to you guys next week for whatever comes out in the gaming news industry. Have a good night, fellas. Peace. Power your dreams, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Deuces.